you, Aaron and our music team. I was sitting there listening to those words, Aaron. It just so spoke to me, right, how we all see uh, the image within that nativity scene based on our own sound. So, you know, as, as Aaron was singing, each child sees it in the color they are. And I love that idea. And here at Unity over this season of Advent, we are having the courage to imagine a, a fresh look, if you will, a different look, and outside of the traditional look of our Christmas story and how that Christmas story can speak to us. And today we come to this third week, this week when we are talking about love and preparing ourselves for this Christmas morning. So Advent, you'll recall, is the season, right? Season of preparing, this season of coming. And what is it that we're preparing for coming? Christ. Christ. Right? Christ. Christ. Santa. Yeah, you know. Also known as Christ. Christ. Right? Christ. But I said last week, you know, we, we prepare for this birth of Christ on Christmas morning. But the truth of the matter is that that Christ has been within you and I from the moment that we were an idea in God's mind. In fact, unity teaches that divine mind holds this perfect Christ idea for each of our lives. And that Christ idea was placed inside of us when we came to be born in this earth. And so it's not like we have to give birth to the Christ. The Christ is there. It was born with us. So what is it, then, that we're doing during this Advent and Christmas season? Well, as I said last week, I don't know about you, but I know that I am different than I was a year ago. How many of you are different than you were a year ago? Right. Right? Hopefully so. That's the point of being alive is stretching and growing and learning and transforming ourselves. And so here we are in a whole nother year, at a whole nother place in consciousness. And, and I don't know about you, but I have not yet perfected completely expressing that Christ light every moment of every day. Anybody here been able to do that? Yay, Susan! No. <laughs> oh, wait, she says, no, I, that, that wasn't the right answer. <laughs> And I share that because I've had people tell me, you know, sometimes I feel like I can't come to unity. I feel like I can't walk through those doors because I don't feel good enough. Anybody ever feel like that? You know, because we talk about, right? We're, we're here to be the light. We're here to be the Christ. We're here to be love expressing. We're here to shine our best selves. And it's very rare that any of us are that all the time. And so there are moments, even in my own self, where I think, how in the world am I ever going to get up there and talk about this week? You know, because I'm not there. And so no one need ever fear coming through those doors because you think, well, I'm not perfectly demonstrating this Christ light like we talk about week after week. No, that's why we come together. And that's why each year during this Christmas season, during this time of Advent, we all have an opportunity to take a look and maybe consider the past year and what we've been in this, in this life and how we have demonstrated this Christ light and to set a new intention once more for this next new year of how I will move completely into that Christ light and practice, practice, practice and do my best to shine my light. And so we prepare ourselves. 
and look at which, what are those ways that we have not allowed that Christ light to shine fully through us over this past year. And so we started with the, with the first week with the idea of faith, right? And how we need to see through eyes of possibility, not problem. Faith invites us to see through eyes of good, to see through eyes of love, to, to see through the eyes of God, if you will, and to make that choice if we're not doing so in whatever moment we find ourselves, right? That's the start. And we find that by following that inner light. That inner light that, that draws us more and more into our good, more and more into that place of possibility. That, that inner light that was represented in the Christmas story by the star, right? And then it appears to be, as we talk about these each week, that they are three separate ideas. But no, once we have found that foundation of seeing what is possible, then we, we center and breathe and allow ourselves to enter into that place of the stillness where that peace that passes all understanding, right, that the angels sang about in the Christmas story to those shepherds that we were reminded last week to guard our thoughts, just like the shepherds guard their sheep, to guard our thoughts so that we can become aware of when we've moved back to the problem from the possibility. So it works together. And this week, we move to that place of love, the place of love in revealing that Christ spirit within. And along the way, we've been talking about having the courage to imagine this Christmas story in a new way. So that very first week, I talked about the, the myth of our Christmas story, right? That, that we here in unity, what we honor, what we celebrate is that birth of Jesus 2,000 years ago, but not that he was the exception, not that he was the only one but that he was here to demonstrate for us, and we heard about Thomas, Thomas Merton in our daily word, what Thomas Merton would have called that universal Christ, what currently Richard Rohr talks about, that universal Christ, right? what, what Matthew Fox talks about, that cosmic Christ. That's what Jesus represented. That's what we are all here to reveal. And so we have archetypes within the story that are, that are spoken about in our Christmas story. And so this week we have the archetype of the Virgin Mother, of Mary. Right? So that idea that, that Mary was a virgin giving birth to Jesus. So in that idea, what I want to share with you is that there is an archetype at play here that has actually been revealed through uh, stories throughout time. This isn't a new archetype here in our Christmas story. So I went and this is coming from the Institute for the Study of Human Knowledge. And I just wanted to share with you how this idea of the archetype of the virgin giving birth to the Son of God has been around forever. So in China, we have the Chinese who also had their God-begotten and virgin-born men that were called the Tianse, or Sons of Heaven. Among them was Lao Tzu, who was worshipped as a god and was also, like Buddha, born under a tree and out of the side of his virgin mother. We have Krishna, who is the god Vishnu in human form. He, too, was born of a virgin named Devaki, who, because of her purity, was chosen to be the mother of God. 
We have the Persian god Mithra, who was born on December 25th, the same day as the Roman festival of the sun. His birth witnessed by shepherds that brought gifts to honor him. We have Zoroaster, who was born of an immaculate conception of a ray of the divine reason. As soon as he was born, the glory from his body enlightened the whole room. And so it goes. I can keep reading them to you, but we'll send this out as an email instead so you can read them for yourself. But so it goes throughout history. This idea that there is a virgin who gives birth to the Son of God. In fact, the idea of the Son of God or the Messiah, the Anointed One. Actually, in Hebrew scriptures, the kings of the day were known as the anointed ones. They were known as the sons of God walking on the earth. See, so this idea that Jesus is the only son of God, the only anointed one, the only Messiah, is actually a a fairly new idea. That the ancient, older idea is that Jesus represented that cosmic Christ that is also waiting to be fully demonstrated through your life and through my life. So when we think about that, when we think about Jesus being a virgin, and by the way, the Hebrew scripture that talked about, that foretold Jesus' Jesus' birth comes from Isaiah, and there it was foretold that the the Savior would be born of a virgin. The, The Hebrew word used there for virgin was Alma. And Alma simply meant a young woman. So she'd be born of a young woman. And when we think about a virgin or a young woman from this idea, from the archetype, from the, the greater picture, what idea comes to you when you think about a virgin or a young woman? What, what would that one be like? Pure, innocent. Hopeful, right? pure, innocent, hopeful. And the truth of the matter is, if you or I want to give birth to this cosmic Christ in a whole new level this year, what we need to do is to become aware of where in our consciousness we are not allowing ourselves to be pure and innocent and hopeful. How many of the ideas that arise in our mind come from a place that is not that. Anybody recognize that? Just this morning. Just this morning. Anybody? Just this morning it happened for me, right? I got my button pushed just this morning before I even got here, right? And, And from that place, I would tell you, my mind was not in a place of purity and innocence and holiness and hope. No, (laughs) right? And so we are reminded in this story that if what we want to do is take our evolution of consciousness to its next new level in this next new year to reveal that universal Christ, that cosmic Christ in a whole new way, then what we need to do is to become aware of every thought that is not in alignment with that purity and that innocence and that hopefulness. I had to look this up because Thomas Merton was was there in our um, daily word. Uh, How many of you are familiar with Thomas Merton? 
so quite a few hands. So Thomas Merton being a, a priest, a Catholic priest, he brought the idea of centering prayer back to the Catholic Church. He passed away 50 years ago this past week. So I don't know about you, but I've seen all kinds of references to Thomas Merton this week. But, but one of them was this quote. And oh, I can't remember the friend who posted this quote on my wall. But it was so beautiful. And I know Marilyn picked it up. This is his quote. Love is our true destiny. The beginning of love. Now catch the purity, the innocence, the hopefulness in this. The beginning of love is to let those we love be perfectly themselves and not to twist them to fit our own image. What is that idea in that? To let each one in our lives be perfectly themselves and not to twist them into who we think they need to be. That this, when we can do this, this is what we are talking about when we are talking about the power of love to fully demonstrate this Christ consciousness that you and I are in truth. You know, that has to come from a place of purity and of innocence and of hopefulness. Because I don't know about you and your life, but I know what my mind does with all of these things, right? Dang it, Christy, I just want you to see it my way, you know? Don, you know, if only you'd be so much better, right? And I want people to be different in my life. I want them to show up differently. I get frustrated when they don't, right? Do any of you do that? And I think about what Jesus did. So in unity, Jesus is our teacher, our way shower. Jesus is the one who so perfectly demonstrated this cosmic Christ consciousness in his life and showed us the way. When I think about Jesus and how he demonstrated that love, what he did was saw each one as they were in truth. Not by how they're showing up here, you know, in this outer world, but who they are in truth. So that when my buttons are pushed, I can return to that place of purity, of innocence, of hopefulness, of holiness. When I set aside my external thoughts of who they are and how they're showing up and how they're not enough and how I wish they'd be different. And instead, go back to that very first week of Advent. Let me remember to see through eyes of possibility, to see through God's eyes here, not problemize, not separation eyes, not, not enoughness eyes, but let me see through eyes of wholeness. Let me see through eyes of potential and possibility in this moment. Let me remember in this moment who they are in truth and not necessarily how they're showing up for me in this moment that's pushing me and what's in me, right? And then I go to that next place of being willing to be at peace with them. I can be at peace with who they are. They're finding their way, just like you, just like me. They're finding their way. Let me breathe and let me know that. And then let me be willing for me to see them as they are in truth. You are the light of God expressing. And you are the light of God expressing. And you, and you, and you, all of you are. Isn't it glorious? And in that place of purity, of innocence, of hopefulness, right, that that love that is God can begin to be revealed 
in our lives, through us, as us. We don't need to to get it perfect. We're all here doing our part, doing our share. But in every single moment that we can return to that place of what does love look like here and really and truly be open and receptive to hearing the answer and being that, not from the place of wanting to change something out there, but wanting to change something in here so that I can see it, so that I can see it and give birth to it here in this moment. I mean, really, truly, this morning, I got my button pushed before I even walked out of the house. You know, and I have to come here and I got to share with you about how to do this. So we practice. We practice with one another. You can come through those doors no matter where you are so that we can support each other and encourage one another that if you're not seeing it right right now, that's okay. Let me take your hand and let me remind you of the truth. You are here to demonstrate love in every moment of every day. Let's take a breath together. And let's know the truth that I am divine love in expression. I am divine love in expression. Will you say that with me? I am divine love in expression. You know, somewhere out there, there's this idea that we have to put the Christ back in Christmas. Anybody hear that? To put the Christ back in Christmas. And for some people, that's we have to be able to say Merry Christmas to one another, right? But that would be putting the Christ back in Christmas. For some people, it's an upset when you would use Merry Xmas, right? No, put the Christ back in Christmas without realizing that that act is Greek for Christ. And we can hear all of this about putting the Christ back in Christmas and keep it on the surface, never transforming and changing ourselves. But I'm telling you here, I want you to know that if you want to put the Christ back in Christmas, take this in. I am divine love in expression. Let's put Christ back in Christmas. I am divine love in expression. And again, I am divine love in expression. And what does that divine love look like when you're getting ready to hurry off to the next Christmas party? And you're in a rush. And your partner is really taking their time. I am divine love in expression, and I don't need to manipulate you into being what I think you need to be in order to be divine love in expression, right? You want to put the love back in Christmas, the Christ back in Christmas? Do that. I am divine love in expression. When you're rushing about trying to find those last-minute Christmas gifts because, gosh darn it, they got me one, and now i got to give them one back, Divine love and expression. What does love look like here? When you think back over this past week where we were centering and being peace, can you think of someone that knocked you off your peace? Everybody got someone in their mind? Yeah? All right, I want you to close your eyes. 
And I want you to affirm with me, you are divine love and expression. See their face and say that with me. You are divine love in expression. And then you see them from that place. And then, that's how you put Christ back in Christmas. Right? So throughout this week, we're going to practice that. Who's going to practice that with me? All right, everybody ought to have your hand up unless you get that right all the time. You know, and if you do, let me know because there's a space up here for you next week. Right? So throughout my day, throughout my week, I'm going to become aware. Awareness is the key of every moment that I have shifted from this place of peace that we celebrated last week and recognize and realize that this is my opportunity to know the truth for myself and for you. And that is, I am divine love in expression. And then from there, move forward knowing this. Beholding that question in your mind. So if I'm divine love and expression, what does love look like here? Because that's the way we will put Christ back in Christmas. By seeing that divine light. And then the last piece is repeat as often as necessary. Right? You might get two minutes on and go, dang it, i got to repeat it again. Yeah. As often as necessary. So one more time, will you affirm it with me? I am divine love in expression. Yes. And that gives birth to the Christ. Thank you. God bless.